1: Today, we're talking about postpartum anxiety. Oh,
0: ah. but before we get into (laughs) any episode, what do we do, Megan? Crack our claws. Crack them. Crack them. All right. Episode two is with...
1: With my dear friend and our dear friend. Our dear friend now. um, Alexis from the Future Regrets podcast, and she joined us to talk about postpartum anxiety, which, to be completely honest... I didn't even know existed.
0: Me neither. We always hear about postpartum depression. Depression, yes.
1: But Alexis shared with us what it was like for her to have postpartum anxiety, which was a really big deal, impacted her pretty seriously. She also didn't know it existed, nor did her doctors, and she just did a really beautiful job sharing – what it was like with us
0: yes yeah yeah. and with her first child for sure and what she's learned from it and how she treated herself and um, was able to help herself with her second child through it all as well so this is a really good episode um definitely learned a lot from alexis and thank you so much alexis for sharing with us we hope you also all learned something from this episode um and let us know what you think
1: so here you go oh baby oh baby enjoy y'all oh man i wish that we were all together in person i know um i thought maybe we could start out with just how we know each other so i've known alexis for is it 14 or 15 years now
2: it was 2006, okay. I think, when we 15. met. So yeah, like fifteen. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, we met at a dive bar, kind of on the dance floor, and became fast friends, and have been um, friends ever since. And then you two met a couple years ago. Yeah, um,
0: at a dive bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, Max.
1: <laughs> There's a theme. Because. <laughs> um, uh Alexis came up to visit me and um I was so happy actually to introduce you two because I thought you'd get I hoped you would get along. I thought you would, but it's always a little like um two people who I love are meeting, will they get along or th- will this be awkward? And you two were just like fast friends. Yeah.
0: Alexis yeah. is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, was was that Vic- Victoria's?
1: Victoria's, yeah. Yeah. Did you say Max Falls? Yeah, but didn't we go we went dancing. Where's Max Falls? We did. Did we?
0: Yeah. Uh
1: That that place by the two. (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody
0: that says a lot about how that night was.
2: It was a fun night, though. Okay.
0: Yes. Yes. It was really fun. Okay. But I didn't... What I did um, know about you is you have a family, right? You have two children. Yes, I have two
2: two children. children. I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. Oh my goodness. Yes.
1: They're amazing kids. Thank you.
0: I like them. So why don't you share a little bit about what you
2: came here to share?
1: Yeah, like what is postpartum anxiety?
2: Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. This is really cool. I think what you guys are doing is amazing. Um, just talking about all these things that people are afraid to talk about. And I definitely wish that when I was going through the stuff that I was going through that, you know, I had been able to hear somebody talk about it because mm-hmm. I really didn't know what postpartum anxiety was either mm-hmm. um, really until I felt like I was on the other side of it. So, um, yeah, so postpartum anxiety is I feel like everyone knows what postpartum depression is. Like, everyone hears about that in in the media. Like, it's a common screening thing. Like, after you have a child and you go to your checkups and stuff, they screen you for postpartum depression. And I never really, like, ticked all of those boxes of just feeling really depressed, you know, weepy, All of that stuff like that did not resonate with me at all. So I thought like I was fine, but I really wasn't fine. Um, I've always been pretty anxious. Like anxiety has been a part of my life since I was a kid. Um, And I didn't really realize that it was like amplified during pregnancy and after I had my first child, until I kind of had emerged from the fog. But essentially, postpartum anxiety is just like what it sounds like. Um, so you don't have the depressive kind of symptoms. It's more like irritability, being really, really worried. Um, kind of the best way that I can describe it is if if you've ever experienced PMS, kind of what that feels like mm-hmm. PMS-related anxiety Mm -hmm. That's kind of like what it is. That's what it was for me. So feeling like angrier more often over things that like normally wouldn't bother me that much. Worrying a lot about the health and safety of my child. Mm -hmm. um, Just worrying, 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 worrying. (laughs) About everything
0: (laughs) or mostly it's aimed at your new baby?
2: Um, I would say it was kind of everything. I don't think it was completely focused on him. But for me, a lot of it uh, surfaced with so like I went back to work when he was nine weeks. Oh, and oh, you,
1: I forgot about that.
2: Yeah. Damn, yeah. So I didn't. So
1: horrible. I'm so sorry.
2: Yeah. Yeah, So I didn't qualify for like FMLA or anything just because I hadn't been at the company I was with for a year yet. (sighs) And so I negotiated for nine weeks. And I just remember being racked with guilt about him going to daycare and then being racked with guilt like months later, still like, oh, am I doing the right thing? Should I be staying home? Like, I didn't really want to do that. Just, like, a lot of guilt. And then it also, like, manifested itself through – so my anxiety will also manifest with, like, a fixation on cleanliness. So actually, like, kind of obsessive-compulsive sort of behavior is sort of a subset of postpartum anxiety. Uh And I definitely saw that where I felt like I needed to vacuum like a million times a day because like the house wasn't clean enough and just like fixating on that kind of stuff and really, really, really letting it bother me.
1: That's so intense. And as I'm listening to you talk, I'm like thinking back to that time and remembering you lived in a state away from your family, like you two had moved across the country before you had your baby. Mm
3: -hmm. And
1: I don't remember you ever talking to me about this. And we were close. Like I officiated your wedding like a year before. (laughs) So like we were close (laughs) friends, but I like, honestly, when you um, mentioned this to me as something you wanted to come on to talk about, I was like, I don't know what that is. And I don't remember ever talking to you about this problem. So like, I don't, and like Raina's talked a lot about like having anxiety and not recognizing it as such, like kind of hiding it for a while, like not knowing what's going on. I didn't I even just, know it was
0: anxiety. Just worry. Right. Constant worry. So much static in your head. It's like, shut up. Everything's loud. and just like, shut up. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because I think for some women, um, like postpartum anxiety shows up with like actual panic attacks mm-hmm. and anxiety attacks. And, and that's what again that's what people often think of when they think of anxiety but that's not always what anxiety is sometimes right. it's kind of just your state of being mm-hmm. and i remember at the time like i didn't know that it was anxiety or or beyond what i normally experienced because It also hits during this time of massive change. Like you just had a baby.
0: (laughs) The first baby.
2: Yeah, first baby. (laughs) I was living, like Megan said, we had moved across the country um, right after getting married. And then when our son was four months old, we decided to move back to Arizona. So then like basically two cross-country trips within a few years, relatively new to marriage, brand new human new job as I moved, like, so there's just all these stressors already. And, and you kind of feel like, well, maybe this is just how it is. This is that adjustment. You know, after giving birth, there's a huge drop off in estrogen and progesterone. And because your your body is just holding all these hormones and everything to stay pregnant. And then after you have your baby, that's all gone. And I am very sensitive to hormones like hormonal birth control Uh, I get really bad PMS. And it didn't occur to me, though, that that would also apply, like, after having a baby, that that huge shift in hormones (laughs) would also affect my moods. Yeah. Did you have the same doctor throughout, or you had to switch doctors, too? I had the same doctor throughout my pregnancy. Uh um, But then when we moved across country, then I had to find a new uh, GP.
0: Mm -hmm. I was just wondering if they knew your history, you know, with hormones and being sensitive and, you know, not catching this sooner um, or educating you sooner, you know, that this could potentially be something, you know?
2: Yeah, I went, so I had my son at a birth center and they took, they're very holistic, you know, they care a lot about the mother. And so I really felt supported. But again, it's like, they're not asking the right questions mm-hmm. about anxiety. They're asking questions like, do you want to harm your baby? You know, those kinds of things right. that are more tied to a depression or like an extreme case of postpartum anxiety. And I didn't yeah. really fall there. So I thought I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the kind of person that's like, oh, I just feel really stressed right now. Like I generally didn't feel, I just didn't realize that there was anything wrong. And so I never brought it up. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, because you're at this state probably of um, panic, but you don't even know it because that's just like your new baseline, you know, and you're just, uh, yeah, just like buzzing along and then like,
2: you're, uh, yeah, you're sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like, you're already not really sleeping that much, like your sleep is disrupted. And sleep for me is like one of my number one things that will like send me into anxiety and an anxious state if I'm if I run off like two or three nights of very little sleep that's what I'm gonna like cry really easily and get overwhelmed really easily so again like you know at the time I'm thinking this is because I'm not sleeping like these are all the normal things that people go through and and I didn't have anybody else to talk to who had been through it or who had vocalized that they've been through it yeah
1: I'm just, I'm just thinking too, I'm thinking about both of you, like two of the people who I'm closest to in the world, who I know really well. And, um, because I know you well now I both sort I know like tells for when you're feeling anxious, but honestly, like this is something I think is so interesting about the way anxiety can manifest because both you, Reina and you, Alexis have an, uh, outward image that is projected of like strength, like having it together, um, like people would never know like what's like the like fears and anxieties and and like racing thoughts that are just like zipping around your brains all day when you're when you're um in this kind of state, and I just think that's like I don't know how you experience it, but thinking about it, it sounds like so much to carry um and like just that out like how much the outside doesn't match the inside
0: sometimes. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, because me being a nurse, I've had other, either patients or coworkers saying that I'm just like super calm, and they feel comfortable with me because I'm so calm and chill, and I'm just like I'm not even here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, I'm like
0: I'm disconnected and gone. I don't
2: know. (laughs) Exactly. I'm Um, like Yeah, it's like, oh, you think I've got it together? I've been thinking about something I said in a meeting a week ago for the last 15 minutes. Like, <laughs>
1: yes. God, yeah. anxiety is such a bitch. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, I wasn't – again, I mean, everyone knows by this point I know nothing about pregnancy. Like, duh, of course you're, like, filled with hormones and then they drop off because you no longer, like – I feel made... like they go
0: out with your
3: placenta. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> there they
1: go. <laughs> so, of course, it's just, like – uh like fucking withdrawal almost and like yeah that that even if you're just like at solid baseline must be horrible then adding this piece in i just can't imagine what you were walking with and um i'm sorry i didn't notice it was just a hard time you were so far away
2: yeah and i mean like i said i didn't even notice yeah. i didn't notice until i looked back and was like oh that makes sense So what was that,
1: what was that like aha moment of like, oh, what I, this is a diagnosis that exists and I had it and that's what was happening for me?
2: Yeah. So the first thing, because I hadn't heard about postpartum anxiety, I had heard about postpartum depression. um, I started, my husband and I started having trouble like in our marriage. We weren't Mm. communicating well, like it just, things were not good And I think that a lot of it was probably driven, um, you know, by this postpartum anxiety. But I didn't realize it. He didn't realize it. Like, we didn't know what was happening. Anyway, we separated and we separated for a few months. And um, I remember, like, at that point... It was already like 14 or 15 months postpartum. And I was kind of starting to emerge from that fog at that point. And I did start to feel different. And so then I started doing reading about it. I started reading about how it affects men like partners and relationships when their partner has postpartum depression. And so I attributed a lot of what I experienced to postpartum depression. But I remember when I was pregnant with my second Um, I read an article that Chrissy Teigen, my celebrity BFF, wrote (laughs) for uh, Glamour magazine, and it came out in like March
3: 2017.
2: Hmm. And she wrote about having severe postpartum anxiety. And that was the first time that I had ever heard that term. But when I read the article, I was like, holy shit, that's exactly what I went through. I mean, down to, I remember there was this part of the article where she said that she would just like um, sleep on the couch most nights because like she just couldn't even really be bothered and she was like so stressed and stuff that she just would like not go upstairs to go to bed. And I did that. And I remember that feeling like a huge disconnect in our relationship because I was just like, sure. whatever, you know, we weren't sleeping in the same bed some nights. Yeah. Um, and so when I read that, it just like completely clicked, and I was like, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to my husband about it and being like, this was it. Doesn't this sound like me? Like during that time, <laughs> yeah.
1: Was that a huge relief? Like this has a name.
2: Yes, because I just never felt like I fit into that perfect little postpartum depression box. Mm-hmm. And so I just oh, thought it was yeah. something, you know, something else or just something with me or just general anxiety. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Man. Why is everything so hard for women that we have to even be, like, perfectly depressed postpartum to be seen <laughs> or heard? It's like, you have to have the, we will make a big deal out of this issue, which is, a, like, postpartum depression is a huge deal. And I'm glad that it gets talked about. I'm glad that it's known and that women that experience it get support because it definitely did not used to be that way. But mm-hmm. it's like, ugh, we just – if you don't have the perfect set of symptoms for that, but something's wrong. Like, no one's asking you to help you figure figure out what's going right. on. Like, it's just so unfair. Well, exactly.
0: I still think there isn't even any sort of questionnaires for anxiety. I mean, they're all aimed at depression. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they, they do go hand in hand, you know?
2: Um, Absolutely.
0: But still, I feel like you can – have anxiety yeah um and again people confuse anxiety with panic attacks anxiety anxiety attacks things like that but it's also just a constant state of like feeling like they're gonna explode you know what I mean like just like you know what I mean all these thoughts all these racing thoughts all like every emotion just like in like fast speed to me mine was so intense that I became dizzy and just like disoriented and like and that was like a daily occurrence. It wasn't like a uh, like a panic attack, you know. Um just a constant state of panic, I guess you could say. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm thinking about the there's one questionnaire.
1: It's called the GAD the GAD-7. It's but it's only to diagnose generalized anxiety disorder, which would be really different than what you're talking about.
3: Like mm-hmm. I'm kind
1: of wondering like as a mental health professional, as a nurse, like What are things that you think we should be aware of or questions we should ask clients or patients who are recently postpartum to understand if this is something they're experiencing? You know, like, what do you wish people had been asking you about or helping you notice?
2: I think, you know, like, for me, it would be things like – do you find yourself worrying a lot? Because I was worried a lot. And of course, you know, again, new moms, they worry about their kids. They worry, are they doing the right thing? But I think that there's probably a frequency or something that's there's probably like, yeah. right, there's like a range of what's kind of normal. I don't like to right. use that word, but you know, yeah. and yeah. like, what's kind of outside of that boundary. Um, for me, too, the way so I think it's interesting, Reina, that you said that you tend to just kind of like spin out and get disoriented. For me, I get really, really overwhelmed and then I shut down. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, I'm not doing anything because mm-hmm. I'm just like so overwhelmed. I just want to like go to bed or something, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I think asking people if they feel overwhelmed is really helpful. Again, though, new moms, like they are often overwhelmed. Like, Mm -hmm. it's that's the thing I think about anxiety is so much of it is kind of just on the spectrum of just normal emotions that people go through. Mm -hmm. It's just they're so extreme that they start to interfere with your life.
0: Exactly. And that is where the difference is. And that's as a healthcare provider, professional, we always say what is normal and what is not normal is when it starts interfering with your daily activities with your daily life. And you're not doing the things that you used to do, you know, with any sort of ailment, you know, even like heart conditions, if you're not able to walk up the stairs, like you used to walk up the stairs there's something wrong with you, you know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. that's when things start, okay, like opening up doors, you know, and like, Oh, well, you're having excessive thoughts that are keeping you from living a norm, like your normal life. Like this is different than what we would expect from new moms, you know, this is more than we would expect. And what is your history? You know, do you have a history of anxiety, depression, Mm -hmm. you know, mental conditions, things like that? Yeah. Um, That's what I would, if I was a nurse, (laughs) someone needs to to, like get on this
1: and like really like train like OB nurses and and doctors to be asking and doulas, you know, just birthing professionals Mm -hmm. because that's who you're interacting with. You know, when you're, when it's fresh and it seems like it's just so easy to minimize, like, of course you're stressed out. Of course you're overwhelmed. Like you just had a baby and it's like, yeah, but like, this is like above and beyond.
2: Yeah. Right. Did you feel dismissed? Um, I don't think I felt dismissed because or
0: overlooked, I guess.
2: Yeah, I think maybe probably a little more overlooked like mm-hmm. in hindsight. Um, you know, even after I had my daughter, I remember going to the follow-up appointment and you see that questionnaire and it's all the depression stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. again, it's like I I don't relate to that. So, I'm going to be truthful and say no to all of these questions. Um, I, I will say I was lucky for my daughter. The anxiety was not as severe as it was for myself. I was
1: going to ask how you experienced it the second time around.
2: Yeah, but I also felt just more equipped to handle it because – I had, you know, figured out really what it was. I had been to therapy and learned some coping skills for anxiety, ways to reframe my thoughts. And then probably the biggest thing was just having a really open line of communication with my husband where I could say, like, look, when I'm in it, I can't see it. Mm -hmm. So if you start to see these things that were coming up after we had our first child – please let me know, because Mm -hmm. then I will go and see about getting on medication or doing the things that I need to do, get back into therapy, so that, you know, I can get ahead of it instead of just drowning in it. Mm
0: -hmm. That is key, yeah, to have a partner that um, it's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> not, yes. we'll, we'll point it out like, yeah, okay, you know, yeah. <laughs> <happening> again.
2: <laughs> and, and we had to have like a really open and honest conversation about that because I remember him being like, well, I don't know, like, do you really want me to come up are to you, you and be hit? like, you seem <laughs> like you're having a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, are you going to yell at me if I <laughs>
1: point it out to you? <laughs> man he's so he's so smart well how how did you I actually wonder if you could unpack a little bit how you like what that conversation looked like and what you two agreed to because that level of open honest communication and asking for help from a partner is very difficult and so I'm curious like how you two navigated that together um what you asked him to do what feedback he's given you and like that's a big shift in communicating from first pregnancy to second pregnancy about everything. And, you know,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, I think it's really cool that you two have gotten there together and I think other people might benefit from hearing more about how you approach this with him.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, we, we've always had a pretty like honest relationship as far as being able to talk to each other. It's just that we, we, we had to grow up, I think, a little bit together and learn, like, it's okay, use your words, it doesn't matter if it makes the other person a little uncomfortable, like, Mm -hmm. you know, own your feelings and talk about them. And there's ways to talk about your feelings with people. You know, I'm talking to a therapist right now. So you already know this.
1: Yeah, but but listeners might not like what's effective for you. Um, Because I also think anxiety can make it hard
3: Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot thrive for 20% off your first order. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back.
1: to figure out how to use your words and say your feelings, because you can get into the like all of the what ifs about like, what if the conversation goes bad? So
2: yeah, well, I will say, um, I do feel lucky because I have always felt pretty safe to tell him how I'm feeling. I think a lot of our issues stemmed from him not feeling comfortable telling me how he was feeling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not a monster, you guys. I'm not. She's not.
0: She's not. No, I mean, very my partner is the same person. way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I think it's, you know, without like putting all his shit out there, but you know, like the way we are, we grow up and all that stuff informs how we communicate our own feelings, right? So I've generally been pretty open about how I feel. So I remember like when I was pregnant with my daughter, just saying like, I I want to make sure that what happened before doesn't happen again. And basically just what I said, I said, you know, can you please let me know if you start to see these things of me getting extremely irritable or, you know, fixating on things or worrying too much, please let me know. And he, you know, expressed concern about like, well, (laughs) are you going to get pissed at me for saying that? And I said, maybe, I mean, I can't guarantee that I won't, but I still want you to tell me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I do remember that one time I was upset about something, but it was like a legitimate thing that I was upset about. And I remember him being like, is this postpartum anxiety? And I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God
1: man yikes poor
3: dude (laughs) yeah (laughs) no
2: but really really though I was like no I appreciate you like bringing that to me and you know expressing your concern but really like this is what's going on here I I think it's warranted and you know we will just work on that but thank you for bringing it to my attention and it's something I will watch for kind of thing Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's really just being open and honest with each other and feeling safe. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I agree.
1: Kind of goes for everything in any good relationship.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just communicating what
0: you need, you know, Mm -hmm. and hopefully you'll have a partner that will, you know, do those things, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you tell what you need and that's what you, that's your responsibility, right, to yourself is just to communicate your needs and... Um, you did that and that s- takes a lot of strength and, you know, to seek help and to s- to say the things that you need mm-hmm. because it's hard to figure those things out a lot of times. <laughs> like, wait, what yeah. do I need, though? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: and it's okay to not know. Yeah. It's like, I need something. I don't know what it is, though.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you
1: hang in there with me while I try and figure
0: it out? Yeah, Exactly. Something isn't right um, here, so...
1: Well, one thing I wanted to ask you about just before we let you go, just kind of going back to when you were in it is like, cause at the very beginning of the episode, you mentioned mom guilt, going back after mm-hmm. nine weeks, the guilt that is heaped upon mothers for really any choice that you all make. It doesn't even matter. Like pick a choice you have to make. Someone's going to make you feel guilty about it. Right. It's so intense. And I'm wondering how like, how postpartum anxiety amplified that. And, you know, now that you are the mom of two kids who are older, like how does mom guilt impact you now? And what advice do you have for young, for not young women or people who are early on in parenthood? I know that's like 25 questions. (laughs) So I'm sorry about that, but it's just like, I'm just curious your take on that topic.
2: Um, that's a really – that's a good question. Um, I think for me, anxiety amplified mom guilt because I just questioned every choice that I made and wondered how that was going to affect my son long term. <laughs> you know, will he remember this? I mean, I remember being pregnant and being so worried that he was going to get my anxiety. <laughs> like, Aww. I had anxiety about him getting my anxiety. Um I was very anxious about birth defects, like those mm. kinds of things. And I feel like that kind of like robbed me of a little bit of the joy of pregnancy, like until we did the, you know, testing and those kinds of things. Um, and then, you know, after he was born, it was uh, feeling guilty about working, um, feeling guilty about finding care for him Um feeling guilty that I wasn't breastfeeding him. I was pumping, but, like, that he wasn't literally breastfeeding all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I just think it was really easy to beat myself up for everything that I felt like I wasn't doing, quote, right, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then it just lasted too long. I mean, I think that it's sort of normal to, to question because you, you want to do a good job. You want to be a good parent. Mm-hmm. But... The fact that like it would still bring me to tears to think about being a working mom when he was like one, <laughs> like that's too, it's too much. And I wish that I had gone and talked to somebody about that earlier. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, if you're having those kinds of thoughts, go talk to someone. Um, don't be afraid to get on medication if you need to, or go to therapy, talk to your partner, your friends. Um because I think having that support system and those coping skills for when I had my daughter made the second time around so much easier mm-hmm. and so much better. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just making me think of, like, we do, at least we live in a time where we can at least talk about this. Because my mom used to tell me this story. It's a little bit fucked up, but whatever. She used to tell me the story. So I was the firstborn, or was the first child that lived, and um, and my dad was a landscaper, so he would be gone like all day at work from like very early in the morning, just like out working, and my mom was just at home with me. Just like this baby that she wanted so badly, but was so stressed out by. And I guess one day the the neighbor across the street came over when I was just an infant, like maybe a month old and was like, hey, Lisa, just checking on you. And my mom's like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm great. She's a huge perfectionist, like, she, you know, wanted to do everything right. And I guess the neighbor just goes like, so do you hate her yet? <laughs> like, do you hate the baby yet? Like, is she driving you crazy? And my mom was like, wait. Am I yes? Am I allowed to say that? Like, yes, I can't take one more minute of this. I'm so stressed out. Oh my God. And the neighbor was like, just let me hold her. Like, go take a shower. Just like insert nosy neighbor inserted herself. Yeah. And that is kind of a obviously my mom didn't actually hate me. It's like no. kind of a fucked up question, but it's like just asking like an extreme sort of humorous question yeah. to be like, just so you know, like, if you are questioning all the choices in your life that have brought you to this point and unbelievably stressed out, like that's that's okay.
2: It's yes, normal. yes. You know, I just thought of another thing that, like, looking back, I'm like, yeah, that probably was like extreme. Is I remember when the kids, um, or when my son's grandmother was watching him, that like I and we, my husband and I had gone out or something on a date or maybe it was like a, a short little trip. And I was like, please text – please text her and, like, just remind her that she cannot leave the bathroom at all when he is in the bath because I was, like, so stressed that she would, like, leave him in the bath. Like, those are – so those are, like, the kinds of examples of things that I mean. Like, it's beyond – it's just beyond, and yeah, I am by no means like, like an I expert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not an I'm not an expert in postpartum anxiety. Like I should have said that at the beginning. I'm just speaking my you know my own truth and my Your own experiences. Experience. Yeah, um, and things I wish you know somebody had talked to me about. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like just everything that you have
0: shared with us. I think it's just amazing and brave of you to. Um, one share and two, like find out what the fuck was that, you know? Like what was wrong?
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, who thank was you, that, Christine you know?
0: Tegan. And yeah. and then brave enough to like, I'm not gonna let that rob me of my joy to have a second child. I'm not gonna get be scared of that. I, I know what to do, I I'm gonna learn from this. And even if it comes, it's gonna come and I know how to deal with it, you know? Like mm-hmm. those are all like amazing strengths and things that you have done to like you know, to, like you said, rob you of your joy because that's exactly what anxiety does. It like fills up your space with so much fucking shit that like you can't even enjoy the moment. You can't even enjoy your child, your new baby, right. because you're just so like, oh! you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, can't even enjoy your date with your man because right. you're worried that they're going to drown in the bathtub, which I totally would do that, too. You know, yeah. um, yes. so but all of those things that you went through, um and then to still be able to just to talk about it and share your story in hopes that somebody else that may be experiencing it now or it may be in the future, they're going to remember this, you know, Alexis, oh, Alexis had this, you know, this is what she was talking about, you know, yeah. like I'm not crazy. you yeah. know, like <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. yeah, I really appreciate you sharing your story. Oh, I thank you. Too. Thanks for having <laughs> me on.
1: Now you can be someone else's Chrissy Teigen.
0: Chrissy, (laughs) what's for you? I always
1: joke that Alexis (laughs) is my personal Oprah because she gives good advice and she's a great listener. Um, So now you can be someone's Chrissy.
2: That's the dream.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it is. (laughs) Um, Is there anything that we haven't asked you about that you want to make sure to share or just kind of get out there about? this issue and like early parenthood in general
2: um i think one thing i didn't say is that there are some risk factors for postpartum anxiety mm-hmm. um it's not a guarantee that you will get it or experience it but things like uh, pms typically having like a little bit more extreme pms symptoms is a uh, Potential, you know, flag for it, a history of anxiety, obviously. Um, There are a few other ones, but, you know, you know yourself. And I think for me, like I said before, sometimes you can't see it when you're in it and you can't see it until you've emerged. So I think having somebody in your life that's close to you who can help you and and kind of check in on you, sees you on a regular basis, whether that's your partner or just a close friend, who maybe might see those kinds of things that you don't see is so, so important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, that's kind of a, that's like a great pearl of wisdom, but as we've been going through, did any pearls of wisdom
0: spark for you? Um, I mean, I've never had postpartum. anything, yeah. So, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't have a problem about it, but just anxiety in general. I mean, that's just everything. Right. Because again, yeah, you don't see it when you're in it, especially if you don't even know you have it, um, in the first place. Um, and then, yeah, you can get so with so overwhelmed and so many thoughts and get with start. Being um, get withdrawn, you know, like I, I just felt so overwhelmed. You feel yourself literally like pulling yourself away from people and like, isolating yourself. And if anybody's has noticed that, you know, about your friend or your family member, you know, check in. Like, what you know, I notice you like withdrawing or whatever, because I know I, I do that sometimes and I get super overwhelmed and I'm just like, oh, God, too much yeah. shit. I'm just going to lay on the couch all day, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So um, I like the thought of, yeah, definitely checking in on on one another, um, especially if a new life changes of any kind of life change can bring on so many emotions and feelings. And yes, some of them are definitely normal and some of them, you know, last longer than others and totally, you know, make a huge impact. Um, and if we could save anybody, you know, the the grief and the angst and the the anger and all of that, you know, so mm-hmm. they can be like joyous with their new baby and their new life that they have, you know, that's where it's at. Um, That's how it's supposed to be like with some worries here and there, you know what I mean? Of course. Um, But not that it like totally takes over your whole life and your relationship and your, you know, relationship with your child, you know, totally. I
1: think the only, the final thought that's kind of like circulating around my brain is let's fucking get, paid family leave and paid maternity leave yes. for a year in this country and paternity leave paid parental yes. leave for raising a new yeah. life because you should not have had to go back at nine weeks and you may have had an easier go of it if you no. had more time to like sort this out. Totally. And it's disgusting to me what we yes. put new parents through and what we, the ways we don't support them. So I don't know my, my, pearl of wisdom or ending thought is like let's just like keep trying to elect people that will do that shit for us because it's horrible like
0: it is so horrible you you, your body just
1: ripped open to push a human out of it it's nine weeks ago like a broken leg doesn't even heal in nine weeks or does it i don't know i don't know i I asked every medical question she's like once again i work in cardiology (laughs) (laughs) don't know
0: <laughs> but the good question,
1: yeah. I really don't know
3: about that.
0: Three <laughs> months I'm gonna say? Who knows?
1: But anyway, like <laughs> you know, take care of yourselves. Let's take care of each other. Let's check in on each other and let's take care of each other by trying to create a society that doesn't put new parents through this all of these stressors in the I first know. place.
0: Gosh, huh, I couldn't even imagine. Oh Yeah. Yes. Your family's together. I think it's just a beautiful thing how much hard work you put into that because mm-hmm. You could have just like, you know, like, yep, and, and yeah. people do. So yeah. like, kudos to you and for putting Thank
1: in the you. fucking work.
2: For <laughs> Thank real. you. Yeah.
1: Totally. 100% agree. Like just to gas you up even more, like your kids are incredible. Your marriage is one that I really admire. And I just love your little family. And I can't wait till I can come see you all.
2: Oh, uh, I know. I can't wait. Hopefully soon. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, it's one of those things, Megan and I talk about this stuff all the time, but I think that, you know, people feel like they, like everyone else is so perfect and everyone else has it together. Nobody talks about stuff like relationship issues or, you know, marriage problems like all that stuff it always happens behind closed doors and so to me like you don't have to air all your dirty laundry necessarily but like just to let other people know like yeah we go through it like i went through it you might look and just see this perfect little family but like we worked our asses off to get here Mm -hmm. and you know, it's possible for other people too. Like, it, just, it doesn't just happen for everyone, no. you know? Yeah, it takes work and dedication. Strength and vulnerability. Yes.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, Brene Brown. <laughs> 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 oh,
2: okay,
1: well, thank you everybody. Rate, review, and subscribe.
0: <laughs> and where can people find us? Uh, you can find us on the gram at Fuck, dude Shh, <laughs> underscore don't talk podcast that's right and e- you can email us your story if you want to be a guest on our show um, at info at talk.com. yay alright bye exciting. bye thank you Alexis bye, bye.